is the Senate going to handle impeachment? We got that for you just in a second. At some point, we ought to revisit, I suppose, Trump calling Nancy Pelosi a third-rate or third-grade politician. Nobody's... It's got to be third-rate. It was third-rate. She heard third-grade because her hearing is bad. And we'll have... Really? We'll have brownies every day at snack time. That's a third-grade politician. Right. More recesses. <laughs> I promise if I'm elected, bigger brownies at lunch. My son's in and fourth I'll put, grade. I'll put an end to homework. My son's in fourth grade, and the kids that ran for the student council said that sort of stuff. I don't know. I'm not exactly sure if I think it's a great idea or a horrible idea to teach kids at that age that it's it's just they, they say whatever you're going to like. Just pander. Because on one hand, I hate the idea of starting at that age of the whole... She just said you're going to start having brownies with every lunch. She has no power to make that happen. The school guidelines wouldn't allow that to happen. Nobody's going to pay for it. It's against nutritional. There's no way that's going to happen. Right. Yet she said it, and you guys are going to vote for her. On the other hand, it's a it's lesson. It's a perfect lesson. It's a lesson in exactly the way politics works. Right. Free college tuition for everyone and free medical care. Just with a grown-up voice. I was it's, the same act, it's the same uh, action. I was listening to a podcast the other day. Um, it was Jonah Goldberg, who is a man of the right, and a guy from the left, I don't remember his name, who's also a pundit. And they, they got together and did a podcast they're, they're leading up to the debate and afterwards and just all that sort of stuff. But they, they were trying to figure out, how did we get here? How, how, why are we where we are with our politics? And they both agreed, and this doesn't get mentioned enough, you got to put it on the voters. You have to ultimately put it on the voters. Sure. You can't blame the politicians. And how we've entered an era worse than maybe any other era we've ever had before of people promising things they can't do, they can't even come close to doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not even that they can do part of it. You can't even start on doing some of the things that they're promising to do. And and people vote for that and mm-hmm. cheer, and, and and it works. Right. Well, and then when you go to go through the motions of implementing the impossible, knowing it'll never happen, you blame the other party for interfering with your uh, godlike plans, and then say at the next election, this time we're going to get it done. Though, so we I guess beat those dirty bastards. I guess if you look at it that way, being a third grade politician is the perfect training for it. <laughs> yeah, I suppose so. We're going to have chocolate milk coming out of the drinking fountains. Play heads up, seven up, three times a day. What's really interesting is that if you're not the United States, if you don't have an enormous economy, and the prospect of having an enormous economy till further notice, you can't borrow as much money as we do. Other countries are constrained by their budgets. They have to spend what they take in and no more. They can't run up gigantic debts or they end up like Greece. So Mitch McConnell spoke about impeachment yesterday. Uh, Republicans in the meeting discussed the possibility of moving to dismiss the charges outright, which I had read in one of your important newspapers a couple of weeks ago that that was an option for them to just uh, somebody just say move to dismiss and you have a vote. You get a majority. It's over. Yep. Mitch McConnell and others said, nah, they can't do that. They don't think it constitutionally they can pull that off. The rules will not allow them to move to dismiss charges that way, so they're not going to do that. Somebody suggested that perhaps this is once it gets past the House. I skipped a a, a stage. Sure. Once the House uh, files the articles of impeachment and votes, uh, uh, majority votes to send it to the Senate. Yeah. So they would would have to go through the whole, 
first they'd have to have a vote on do we want to do this more or less, right? Right. Yeah. And then you are would, we going to draw them up? And then you would draft the articles of impeachment right. and vote on them, and then s- some or all of them would pass. Yeah. Might not be all of them. Might be one of them. But then they would go to the Senate, and then they would be the the trial. Right. Which requires two thirds of the the jury, which is the senators. To say, yeah, he's got to go because of that. That was a high crime and a misdemeanor. Um, Could Chief Justice John Roberts, who would preside over the impeachment, if you're old enough to remember William Rehnquist presiding over Clinton's impeachment. That's the way it works. Uh, Chief Justice John Roberts would preside over the trial. Could he dismiss the case? They decided, no, probably couldn't. So, McConnell told reporters after the meeting yesterday, that he anticipates holding a full Senate trial that meets daily to decide whether the president is guilty of the charges put forward by the House. Under the impeachment rules of the Senate, we'll take the matter up. The Chief Justice will be in the chair. We'll convene every day, six days out of seven, Mm. Monday through Saturday. Wow, now my Saturday mornings are taken care of. At 12.30 or 1 in the afternoon, senators would not be allowed to speak, which which will be good therapy for some of them. Was his joke. As, as, as <laughs> Hilarious as always, Mitch. <laughs> we intend to do our constitutional responsibility. Uh, most Republicans are currently sticking with the president, and they don't. nobody thinks they get the votes are there currently. But So every day, 12.30, 1 o'clock Eastern time, six days a week, this would dominate the news. Wow. I don't know if this would take a week or a month. I have no idea. I heard, was it McConnell? Somebody of weight said yesterday... They expect sometime around Thanksgiving through Christmas. It'll be in that time period it's going to happen because it's got to happen soon. I mean, otherwise, it's October and we're voting on impeachment moments before we vote on, you know, whether to reelect the guy. Well, when the and when the voting starts on the D side in January, then it would seem extra weird, wouldn't it? You're already into the picking. I don't believe the term extra weird is in the Constitution, Jack. You're you're voting for the person that's going to replace run against Trump. That's how far along we are. Right. People are actually casting votes. Right. And we're trying to impeach the guy. Yeah. Why don't you just wait here a few months? Well, as I was reminded by reading the Constitution, um, it it also bars you from holding further office. So if you impeached Trump the day before the election successfully, the the Senate convicts. That would be the perfect outcome for the Democrats, because then the Republicans would have no candidate. Uh, so, But there's not going to be a conviction, barring some incredibly damning new information. Right. There is nothing out there right now that will lead to a conviction in the Senate. Nothing. I think a big part of their desires in this is to have senators on the record voting no. And then using that in various political campaigns in the future or when they're going for their seats, things maybe, like that. Maybe sure. that'll work for them. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It didn't, uh, didn't work in the Clinton impeachment. It did, did the party, the party running it Republicans more harm than good to have done that, but we'll see. That's enough of that. I just thought it was interesting. It's been decided. It will happen. They will have the full on trial. They're not going to be able to dismiss it. And, uh, geez, six days a week of that. I ain't watching. <laughs> I suppose I'd have to. <laughs> I'd imagine the Republicans are even now discussing who will take the lead um, in harshly, harshly criticizing the articles. Although they, the, the Senate is the jury. Who? I'm trying to remember, what does it look like? Do you have like White House lawyers come out and say, yeah, but 
Um, yeah, but <laughs> um, yeah, or, but still. Or did the senators speechify about it? It was a long time ago. I don't remember. Well, McConnell said specifically, uh, bah, 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 bah. senators will not be allowed to speak. So does the House send... Somebody's got to speak. What are we doing? Yeah, I mean, they all sit around and look at each other. What do you think? Who who does the who does the actual speaking in front of the Senate? Do they send over Congress people? I Some, don't remember somebody from the House to make the argument. Yeah, who's then, making the arguments? And then Trump puts up his defense people. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't remember. Please be Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> Please be Rudy. I mean, Giuliani. Uh, I remember old uh, a couple of those super big name Washington lawyer types were were deeply involved in it. David Boys. Yeah, those guys. Yeah, but um, I don't remember exactly how. That's funny. I'll have to look that up. Yeah. Ah, God dang it. Yeah, I know. It's about enough of that. Well, yeah. It's funny I can't remember. Uh, a little scary. Among things I would like to get to, U.S. bombed its own military base in Syria. Whoops. Why, well, on purpose. Oh, 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 right, yeah. Why did we do that? It's kind of right. interesting little uh, military lesson for you, perhaps. It's like scuttling the ships. Uh, we, I suppose we should revisit... Uh, the whole Nancy Pelosi standing up, pointing at Trump, became a picture that they both tweeted out. Yeah, yeah, that's terrible. As always, more West Coast bum explosion news. Uh, fantastic. And uh, is your kid a picky eater? I'll wrap that up. Because uh, if, you, if you're in that stage with your kids, it's so freaking frustrating. So my wife, it just makes my wife so annoyed because she'll make a meal and they, they don't want to eat any of it. Mm-hmm. See, and you wonder, why did we even do this? Right. It's right. a lot of work and cleanup and everything like that. And then it's bedtime. I'm hungry. Of course you're hungry. <laughs> you didn't need anything. <laughs> um, so more on that. A bunch of third grade politicians. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The Oakland A's take... Take... Oh my God, we're having an earthquake. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. All of a sudden, I thought that the, the upper deck might go, and uh, I just held on to the railing and prayed. I looked about five feet from our seat, and a piece of concrete had fell right in the walkway, right by where we were going to sit. Ooh, that's rough. That would uh, that would get your attention. That was uh, thirty years ago. World Series was going on. Giants and the A's. How is that possible? You got two teams in the Bay Area playing each other. You can you can sit in one stadium and see the other one from there, and you have an earthquake right there. Um, I was in Hayes, Kansas at Fort Hayes State, which is where I went to college, at a pool hall called the Golden Q, playing pool and drinking beer, which would be true of most any day during my college career. But on that particular day, we were watching the World Series on TV when the earthquake hit and certainly got my attention. You know your way around a pool table pretty well? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I own the felt, my friend. You think you could take it? <laughs> now, I haven't played in a long time. but I smell a YouTube video. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd certainly be willing to try. Freaking love playing pool. But anyway, yeah, that, so that was you know, that was a big story anywhere in the country, but for everybody in the Bay Area, just, well, you don't, you don't know, especially with communication then. It was impossible to find out right away how bad was this. Right. Um, <clears throat> now... Unless your cell phone went down, man, Twitter would have you updated on everything right away. Right. And and the, the years it took to recover 
I mean, never mind the folks who passed. I mean, that's you don't recover from that, but um, the grief. Uh, but the the damage to the infrastructure and the changes it caused in laws and, and regulations in California and all, uh, big, big deal. My wife's uncle was on the Bay Bridge when it happened. Yikes. And he uh, luckily was okay, but he was on there for a long time. Wow. Um, people just ahead of him weren't okay? Oh, my. <sighs> I make you stop and think. Oh, heck yeah. 30 years, though. Isn't that scary? Well, yeah. If, you, if you're young. When when old people say that and you're young, it doesn't make any sense. But if you're of a certain age, yeah, you think. How is that possible? Right. Right. Um, my wife, I don't know why she just sent me this picture. Soul food cupcakes made with cornbread, chicken, mashed potatoes, and gravy. They now look, they is look, when I want one. They look like cupcakes. I would eat a dozen of those right, right now. Now. Why'd she send me this picture? She knows I'm doing the <laughs> What's intermittent she trying fasting. To do to you? She got a cookie and eat you? <laughs> is, it, is your wife a cannibal? Answer the question. She knows I'm not eating till like noon or one o'clock because I'm doing the intermittent fasting thing. Yeah. And, uh, that's you just tortures. sent a picture of, of food to me and we're in a relationship and that food isn't available at some point <laughs> yeah, during what was the day? That? What, what are you trying to do? We're going to have to. Although, although that's, that's, that's sort of like a boudoir shot. You just, t- you sexed me. Yeah. And then I get home, he's like, no, no, I'm not. No, I got a headache. <laughs> Although, uh, that is such a beautiful creation. I would eat I it. mean, gluttony-wise. It, it's actually quite attractive, too. But in terms of people who really like to eat, that's quite a creation. Marshall. Although, to me, the foods are a little out of proportion. That's yeah. my only gripe. Yeah. Because you got a, a cornbread m- muffin, in effect, a cupcake, and then... The mashed potato is the big whip on top. Then you got a little piece of chicken sitting on top. I need more chicken. All right. Um, Marshall Phillips will Maybe have... some sort of cake. <laughs> some sort of chicken cake. Now we're talking. All so, right. Marshall Phillips will have the... Uh, what is everybody calling it? There's a name for it, I think. The uh, the, the meeting that blew the up The meltdown. Yesterday. The meltdown between Trump and Pelosi. Who melted down? Who stayed calm? The did, old melting stomp. Did he call her a third-grade <laughs> politician or a third-rate politician? Accounts Third differ. Grape? What? Um, so we I got heard that. Nancy on the TV. I was in the, uh, the lunchroom. She's rambling on like an 80-year-old. She sounds terrible. Then you got the incoherent Kevin McCarthy on the Republican side. You, everybody running for president is 90. What, what's happened to this country? Oh, and I'm so, well, I'll shut up now. But we need to talk about the skyrocketing suicide rate among young people. Oh, yeah. Let's 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 do talk about that later. Uh, picky eating might actually be a serious disorder. Came across this article yesterday. Is your kid picky or pathological? Shocking cases of extreme picking eating have been creating a stir online recently. Oh, have, boy. Have they? Uh, earlier this week, 20-year-old Austin... Twitter went crazy when... These are pretty amazing stories, though. This 20-year-old Austin Davis from Florida, you're 20. You shouldn't be picky at age 20. Turned heads when he revealed he'd eaten nothing but mac and cheese for 17 years. <laughs> Said the dead man. <laughs> That's pretty amazing. What? Then you got this other person who's 17 who went blind after refusing to eat anything except French fries... And potato chips. Wow. And went blind because of it. Uh, Dr. Natalie Muff, pediatrician and author of The Picky Eater Project, 
Said many kids are picky eaters. It's usually a stage that kids grow out of. While it can be very frustrating for parents, it can turn into a pathological thing, and you need to watch out for that. But you know, most of us aren't going to be in that situation, and we know that. She talks about when you go through the hot dogs only phase right. with your kids or whatever it is that they'll eat one thing of. My little brother, the strapping naval officer, hot dogs and pink milk. But <laughs> it, 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 like for a solid year. But she says this, as a pediatrician, uh, um, she says this, and maybe everybody wouldn't agree, but I liked her saying this. Make sure you're doing your job as a parent. Too many moms and dads are afraid to, afraid to let their kids go to bed hungry. Doing so is not only okay, but recommended, says Muth, who adds that picky eating only becomes worse when parents give in to a child's demands. I liked hearing that. I'm going to put that in front of my wife tonight. You- Does she address the whole getting into a big fight and making it a big deal? Um, in her book, I'm sure she does. Because I, you know, we went with the. It's not gonna. We're not gonna make a war over this. No, you know, and, and that, that's what it. that's what we do too. But I'm. But on the other end of it, on the other end of the sanctions, I'm not gonna force you, or you can't leave the table or anything. But you're gonna be hungry later, right? And so, we're not making five different meals until we come up with the one you like. You can't have a pop tart instead. Exactly. Right. But anyway. Who wants to eat? Who the Hooray! That's the way I handle it right there's there. The a Mel model, Gibson approach and model parent Mel Gibson there. <laughs> Hooray! As we said, Marshall's got the meltdown. Who melted down, Nancy Pelosi or Trump? Who stormed out? That's coming up next in the news. I'm glad to see we're getting around to the story about how much money Joe Biden has slash has been spending because uh, I have still been bullish on Joe Biden ending up the nominee. And uh, this money thing makes me uh, doubt that. Now, we're not talking about his boy's money from various board gigs. We're talking about Joe Biden's campaign war chest. Correct. Let's uh, get to the news now with Marshall Phillips. Joe Biden's got money troubles stalled in the polls and not catching fire during the debates. He has got a big problem with faltering fundraising, and his campaign is bleeding money. Not a joke. I'm sure it's not. Biden's spending almost $2 million more than his campaign raised in the third quarter, coupled with... $2 million more spent than raised. Yes. Uh-oh. Last quarter. This, coupled with the expense of maintaining a big payroll, also luxury expenses like stays at swanky hotels around the country, and nearly a million dollars for private jets. His campaign has got about $9 million on hand. That's almost four times less than the 34... 34- Did you just express a fraction as a multiple? I heard him. Are he you it. serious? Never do that again on my radio show. <laughs> Does he have uh, one-fourth the money? Is that what you mean? But I'm going to wrap this chain around your head. If I, you're lucky I don't have a chain, Marshall. Let's not lose the point of this. Where's my dull switchblade? Because it's pretty interesting. I'll cut to the chase. Biden's opponents vastly outraising him as far as fundraising goes and not spending more money than they earn. Democrats looking at the disastrous drop in fundraising, wondering if this is a real indication Biden cannot go the distance. Well, Bernie has three times as much money as Biden to spend. 
Um, and, and Buttigieg and Warren both yep. have a lot more money to spend than he does. Mayor Pete does? Is that just because he hasn't spent much thus far? Or No, Mayor Pete's spending pretty well. He's raising okay. like crazy. Okay. There's, there's a right. lot of people out there donating right. to Mayor Pete. I've been saying forever, Joe Biden will not be the nominee nor the president. He's terrible at running for president. I just don't want to get ahead of him over my skis, as they say. So, But that does sound compelling. I would be interested, how much is Biden aware of this? Is this a, I'm an old guy, yes. I always have staff take care of stuff, and they're just milking me? Or, or, or what's going on there? Hey, you um, get to the twilight of your yeah. life. You see, you can't take it with you. You got to spend it. You know, my I got grandparents that started going on vacations and stuff. Like I'm, I, I'm 77. I'm not staying at the Motel Six. I've been a big well, wheel for aren't. a long dang time. No, Among not. his expenditures, it makes a difference. Biden spent more than two hundred and thirty thousand dollars on fundraising consultants. Right. That's just getting stolen from, isn't it? You're spending uh-huh. money you got from fundraising to to try to. That seems counterintuitive. Oh, and it'd be right. so easy to 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 to. Because who makes the decision how much the fundraising... Esther! Esther does! You know, I said, hey, Esther! You know who decides how much a fundraising consultant gets paid, probably? The fundraising consultants. Sure. I would guess. Right. Yeah, spent... I, uh, I'd say you ought to raise more funds. <laughs> That's what I'd say if I was his consultant. <laughs> anyway, here's the bill. I wonder if Hunter Biden's involved in any of this. Oh, boy. Uh, probably. Yeah, that was at the strip club. That's where the money went. That's the number um, one politician scam. Spent a half a million dollars on direct mail. Huge chunks yep. of change on pricey hotels in, yep. in, in various cities. They dropped $20,000 at the luxury Carlisle Hotel in Manhattan. I know enough about Manhattan to know that's one of the most expensive hotels in the city. Why do you need to stay at the nicest hotel in every city you go to? You and all your staff. To. He's a zillionaire. He's been a big wheel in D.C. He's used to being treated like a king. Yep. More than I apologize for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least he's contrite. More than $14,000 at the Coronado Island Marriott in San Diego. Oh, man. More than 10500 at the W Hotel in Los Angeles. You got to stay at the very nicest hotels. They spent a million dollars on private jets because they're not going to fly any other way. McCain got the nomination back in 2008 flying coach around the country mm-hmm. when he was struggling to raise money, but Biden's yeah. not going to slow down on that. Uh, Nine million dollars on payroll. That's incredible. Blew through $228,000 on research consultants and $150,000 on strategic consultants. Those are different things. Wow. It wow. makes a difference. And okay. so not only is he spending money wildly, he's not raising money. Right. So th- you're doomed if you're doing that. Who's his campaign finance director? Is it Corn Pop? <laughs> <laughs> well, Corn Pop was a bad dude. <laughs> that, to me, this Spent is... Spent all my money. To me, this is the most damaging thing I've heard about Biden, more than any of the other stuff. Right. You're not raising money and you're spending it like crazy. Yeah. You're not paying attention. You're, you're so out of touch... Or something, or you hired bad people. Oh, you got bad people running your campaign, yeah. On another front, congressional leaders from both parties went off to the White House yesterday. They were going to get a briefing by the president on Syria. However, it became almost immediately contentious between Trump and House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, so the Democrats walked out. Once outside, Pelosi claimed... We witnessed on the part of the president was a meltdown. Sad to say. A meltdown. Number one trend on uh, Twitter right now is hashtag Pelosi meltdown. You're the one who left. I mean, I don't know who melted down. I have no idea what the tone was like in there. But Well, they say the president got insulting to her. By calling her a third grade politician? <laughs> I think well, it's third right, but... Yeah. Uh, Chuck Schumer's account of what went down ran like oh, this. Well, this he was true. insulting, particularly to the speaker. 
She kept her cool completely. But he called her a third-rate politician. There you go. Third-rate politician. Well, wait, wait, that is insulting. Yeah. But she has called him a liar, <laughs> a traitor to his country, unhinged, mentally unfit to be president. <laughs> right. So, you know, there's a, little Come bit on, of, baby. there's a little bit of bad blood between those two. Meanwhile, you got GOP leader Kevin McCarthy, who was at that meeting as well, saying... The speaker tries to make everything political. Her own statements weren't productive. To storm out of a meeting, which I've watched time before during other crises... It's really not the ability of a speaker or the style how a speaker should carry yourself out. I, I've heard <laughs> prize fighters, as they used to call boxers, who are more coherent, you know, after 25 years of getting hit in the head than Kevin McCarthy. I'm counting as, at least three words that he forgot to say in that. As in I that heard time before another crisis. Or, or, or words he doesn't know. Or, right. that, w- that was... Terrible. You want to hear that again one more time? It, it, yeah, it's 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 a it's a masterpiece of incoherence. The speaker tries to make everything political. Her own statements weren't productive. To storm out of a meeting, which I've watched time before during other crises, <laughs> is really not I've... the ability of a speaker. What? Or the style how a speaker should carry herself out. I've oh. watched time before another crisis. What don't you understand? And it ends strong too. That <laughs> that incoherence about the style of is not the way a speaker should carry herself out. Inability. <laughs> Do you mean carry herself? What are you trying to say? But so at some point, Nancy, these are our leaders. At some lead point, lead us, oh wise ones. So Nancy Pelosi claims Trump called her a third grade politician. She clearly is so old she can't hear anymore because other people say no. He said third-rate politician, which right. is an actually which actually is a phrase. Right. Third-grade politician is not a phrase people use. No, um, <laughs> Kevin McCarthy might. But so, <laughs> but so Nancy Pelosi stood up and pointed it at the president. He tweets that picture out immediately. Right. Trump does right. saying, "Look how she lost it." She tweets that picture out from her own Twitter account immediately showing how tough I am. So they both thought that that was a moment that benefited them, which I think is interesting. Yeah. There you go. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. You're a third grape Polynesian. <laughs> I'm a what? The third grape? Is that what he said? <laughs> I like grapes. You got to get people Are we having grapes? below yeah. the age of uh, 70 that can hear. That would help. You know, part of the conversation. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I just, I'm telling you. Well, yeah. How did you expect that to go, though? That's the first time they've sat down since she did her big. The president has lied to America and is right. shredding the Constitution. We need to impeach him today. It is our duty to save this country. Since she gave that speech, that's the first time they've sat down face to face. How did you think it was going to feel in the room? Well, Thought it did they, not go well. Do you think there'd be any tension or or whatnot? Yeah, yeah. Oh boy, exciting stuff. Listen, I don't. I almost don't want to deal with this next thing because it's so serious, and I just I would rather have fun. I'll talk. I'll talk about that. I would that. rather make jokes about the news. I'll talk about that because we need to talk about that. If you promise me, we can get back to the SM. The SM, the Spider Monkey. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. If you haven't heard the Spider Monkey clip, you got to stay tuned for that. All right. Listen. So yeah, we will have that, but. Can you think of a better gauge, a more accurate gauge of how healthy a society you have than young people's suicide rates? Yeah, it's uh, that's something. I yeah, it's definitely something we need to talk about. Yeah, they're. Sc- 
skyrocketing since the last time we said they were skyrocketing. Wow, that's coming up next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. McCarthy have Al Sharpton write his speech for him. <laughs> That's a good text. Oh, boy. Oh, golly. Resist we much. Or whether we have more to go to build a movement of resistance, but resist we much. We must and we will much about that be committed. I think Al Sharpton should debate Kevin McCarthy. <laughs> That's beautiful. This is not beautiful. Again, I submit to you, could there be a more accurate and significant measure of the health of a society than its young people's suicide rate? I don't know. Death rates due to suicide and homicide uh, among persons aged 10 to 24. The new numbers are out from the uh, Department of Health and Human Services. Um. Suicide rates for persons age 10 to 24 was stable from 2000 to 2007, then increased 56%. What happened around 2007? What happened at exactly 2000? Let me look at my iPhone that I first got in 2007. Oh, wait. That's right. And it's not... I mean, it's not like people are committing suicide because they broke their iPhone or something or their smartphone. No, it changed life. But anyway, it changed. yeah, let me let me hit some of the stats. Increased 56% in the 10 years between 2007 and 2017. Um, and the pace of increase was greater from 2013 to 2017 than from 2007 to 2013. So the increase is increasing. It's ramping up. The homicide rate, after declining for a number of years from two th- in an uneven way, but the overall trend line was pretty convincing between 2000 and 2008, has been... Oh, I'm sorry, that's suicide I was looking at. Uh, homicide uh, declined pretty solidly from 2006 through 2014, starting to go up again, although it's a little hockey stickish. If you uh, are following, if you know what that means, there's there's a long trend down and then a sharp trend up, but it might be very, very short-lived. At any rate, the suicide um, rate is rising at a shocking, shocking uh, pace. And um, it's uh, now higher than the homicide rate, um, significantly higher than the homicide rate. Wow. Um, so while it's still incredibly by un- age group, but, but while it's still incredibly unlikely, you'd more likely to lose your kid to suicide than homicide. Right. Um, which is amazing. Yeah. The suicide rate for persons age 15 to 19, again, was this is a smaller subgroup. It's teenagers, was uh, stable from 2007, then increased 76% well, between 2007 and 2017. Yeah, of course. Um, I mean, 
that 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 2007 mark. We all know what that is, and it's not the phone. It's what we do with it. It's the social media. It's the it's all that sort of crap. It's the fake connections supplanting real connections. You feel like you're connected to other human beings, but it's candy instead of real nutrition, and people are dying from it. And then the comparing comparing the not realistic best version of everybody else you know to your own life, which is very depressing. They don't, hey, your friends, are uh, they don't look like that all the time. They're not having as much fun as it looks like they are on right. their Instagram page. Right. Everything now, isn't perfect in their life. This summary is very helpful, and, and I appreciate it, Sean. It, it doesn't, I, mean, I need to dig in a little deeper because it doesn't separate uh, males from females. I know the suicide rate among girls makes the suicide rate among guys look, well, it's much, much higher. It doesn't I'm not, surprise I'm not going to use light language. Um, it's horrific. It's absolutely horrific. And the fact that this isn't the number one conversation in America right now is an, a further indictment of where we are as a people and honestly as a media. <sighs> I don't know quite where to go from here. You'd think it would make it into one of the debates in like the last nine hours of debates had come up as a topic. Yeah. Yang mentioned screen time when he was talking about some of his yeah, the, he the did tech answers, that. his kids' yeah, screen so time. That's he what he touched more, on yeah, it. Yeah. 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 Well said. Um, gosh, be aware of it. Look into it. Google it. Uh, read the report, especially if you have, uh, kids or or you're a mentor for kids or a teacher or whatever this is this is the headline for the american people in my mind and people um, that don't kill themselves are addicted to opioids right not everybody obviously but there's a big chunk of people that have the same mindset they're just not dead yet. They're addicted to drugs. Well, right, yeah. If it's not opioids, they're just they're uh, uh, baked all day long or whatever. They're, in short, v- profoundly unhappy. You know, I may dedicate the rest of my life trying to figure this out and do something about it. I, I can't imagine a more uh, worthwhile, you know, well, way then, to spend my time. And then does the the not having, not coupling anymore, where does that factor into the it, whole it's thing? It's all related. It's absolutely related. The stuff of life, the stuff that makes life worth living is less. And the shallow crap is pushing it aside, in my opinion. And I'm right. We're eating all candy. Right. And no vegetables or meat or protein or anything. Yeah, the things that truly nourish the soul are being shoved aside by crap. People always uh, text uh, gods in the equation here that that has gone out of fashion, but that didn't hit all of a sudden 2007. No. Um, you know, I, I adore my wife, and we have a really good, healthy relationship. We spend way too much time sitting next to each other flipping through Twitter or Facebook or whatever. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And, and we're, you know, we had decades of figuring out who we are as individuals and as a couple before social media came along. Um, and, you know, I've, I've, you get a thick skin in this business, so I don't give a crap what anybody says about me on social media. Um, but I totally get it, young, impressionable kids who, who don't have that sense of their, themselves. It you know, makes have, people compare their own cutting room floor to everyone else's highlight reel. Right. It absolutely does. 
Um, you know, I promised something entertaining. Can we get we get a get tattoo to the end, of that across your chest, John? That's a really good phrase. I don't like needles. I, I have more, <laughs> I have more to say about this, but this topic isn't going away. So we got uh, uh, a couple in Oklahoma. This is a jarring transition, even by jarring transition standards. You got a couple in Oklahoma. They decide to uh, bring in a third person romantically. A thruple. A thruple. That's positive. Yes. Just pointed out. So yes. another girl. Guy's got a great idea. Girl. These two Double women. Of fun. These, I don't. I don't see how it could possibly go wrong. These two women end up in a fight. Along the highway? Well, the the husband at some point moved out with the wife and moved in with the girlfriend. Right. But, but they got into an argument here. It says over toilet paper, laundry, and dishes. Yes. Yes, because... To make rela- you fighting mad. Relationships are hard. And uh, and so the the girlfriend's recourse for this ended up ramming the, the gentleman's motorcycle, uh, which led to this roadside altercation where uh, 911 uh, people were uh, calling it in. Well, there's a wreck. South of Wakama is about two miles, and there's people beating each other up on the side of the road in the median. There's people beating each other up? Oh, my God. Everybody is said this is a wreck on, on Highway 81. They're beating each other up. She jumped on her like a spider monkey hmm. and just took her to the ground. I mean, and she's just beating the snot out of her. And she's delivering these hammer fist blows to Amanda's face, just, I mean, just rocking her world. Oh, I get it. It's, it's, like, it's like some Jerry Springer. Do that's you? that's the husband, folks. Do you describing get it? his two women beating each other senseless and taking it rather lightly? He sounds in my opinion. somewhat pleased by it. She jumped on her like a spider monkey. Sounds a little routine for them, their <laughs> folk. Andy, Andy, I sense just a hint of he's pleased with this. Two girls fighting over me. Oh yeah, here's a pretty good fight too with the hammer fist blows. Wow. <laughs> 